Welcome to Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, the captivating travel podcast that takes you on an extraordinary adventure around the world. I'm your host, Jill Dutton, and I am thrilled to be your guide through the mesmerizing tapestry of cultures, landscapes, and experiences that await us. Global Journeys with Jill Dutton is more than just a travel podcast. It's an exploration of humanity itself. Through the power of storytelling, we illuminate the lives of the remarkable individuals we encounter along the way. Whether it's through the eyes of a fishing guide, a distillery owner, a mixologist, a historian, chef, or even a farmer, each person we meet adds a rich layer to the narrative of culture and place. In this podcast, we embark on a transformative journey where the focus goes beyond the typical tourist attractions. Instead, we dive deep into the hearts and souls of the places we visit, uncovering the hidden gems and untold stories that make each destination truly unique. Join me as we venture off the beaten path, seeking authenticity, connection, and a deeper understanding of the world we inhabit. Together, we'll unravel the tapestry of cultures, one story at a time. Although my writing career began in the late 90s when I created and launched a wellness publication called Evolving Magazine, since 2015 I've worked as a travel writer on a mission to seek out the locally celebrated foods, liquor trends, outdoor activities, and stories of those I meet along the way. My work has been published in Wine Enthusiast, Afar, Woman's World, First for Women, Insider, Road Trippers, Modern Farmer, Chilled Magazine, and many more digital and print publications. I'm also the creator of Global Plates, The People We Meet, The Food They Eat, a syndicated column. Creating this podcast is the next step in my journey of sharing the stories of the people I've met along the way. So pack your curiosity, leave your preconceived notions behind, and let's embark on Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, where each episode promises to inspire, educate, and awaken the wanderlust within us all. Today we sit down with Cole Early, the archives manager at the iconic Overton Park Shell, a Memphis venue steeped in legendary performances and unforgettable music experiences. Cole has dedicated his life to preserving the rich musical heritage that flows through the veins of this city. In this episode, we'll delve into the captivating music scene of Memphis, exploring its roots, evolution, and impact on the world of music as we know it. From the soul-stirring blues to the foot-tapping rhythm and blues and the birth of rock and roll, Memphis has been a melting pot of musical genres that have influenced generations of artists and audiences alike. But that's not all. We'll also be unlocking the secrets of Memphis as a destination that goes far beyond just its musical prowess. Cole will be our guide as we uncover the hidden gems, the vibrant neighborhoods, and the delectable culinary delights that make this city a must-visit for any traveler seeking an authentic and immersive experience. Whether you're a music enthusiast, a history buff, or simply someone eager to explore new horizons, this episode of Global Journeys promises to be your gateway to the soul of this remarkable city. So join us as we unravel the melodies, memories, and magic of Memphis, a destination where music, culture, and adventure collide. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Cole Early to Global Journeys with Jill Dutton. Cole, thank you for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure, Joe. 
first off, let's take a quick look at uh, Memphis as the destination and get your insider's input. Just a quick look, basic overview of what, what there is to see and do. So I know Memphis is known for music, but what is it do you think makes a unique destination? Do you, is it the music? Yes, it's the music. It's the people. It's the Southern hospitality, which is real. It's the natural beauty on the river and the and the parks and of course art not only music but all all sorts of art forms and it's a special place there there's the memphis magic it's real yeah yes i agree okay so what would you consider a perfect day then in memphis what would you do on your day off well i would find out what live music is playing first and foremost we have a great film scene here actually for a town this size and uh, i might explore that we have a lot of great coffee houses, and I would start there with art interspersed all throughout those, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And might have a little bit of Southern Greece for breakfast. <laughs> um, where, where at? Oh my gosh! Um, well, right down the street from me is the Arcade, which is a very historic diner. The sweet potato pancakes, uh, pretty dreamy. And then for lunch, oh, I don't know. Could do the barbecue if I'm in that main, that vein, but there's also so much other great food there. Memphis is starting to become fairly diverse, and so you have different offerings from all kinds of different ethnic foods. Uh huh. So, which is exciting uh, is. and different. Yeah, I don't know. I spend a lot of time walking down by the river too. It's really pretty down there. Oh, and, that is um, nice. My dog keeps me uh, honest that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also, I love interacting with tourists down there, um, downtown as well. So I, that's what I would do on my day off and then end up hopefully seeing some great music, maybe eating some, some dinner, maybe in Midtown or, or somewhere downtown. You know, we're also, depending on what time of year it is, we're a basketball town. And oh. our, our Grizzlies are super fun to watch. And they're just mm-hmm. right down the street uh, here downtown at the FedEx Forum. And there's always music associated with those events, too, whether it's the, the drum lines or um, the, the different music that they actually program during the, the halftime and things like that and mm-hmm. outside of the stadium. So it's, it, you know, there's music everywhere, pretty much. And that's, of course, one of the great joys of living here. Yeah. And, and that leads to my next question. Um, how do you believe that Memphis's musical history and the culture have shaped the city's identity uh, today, I know when, when I was there, we I went to Sun Studio and we went to Beale Street. And we went, I mean, you just have so and Graceland, of course, so much musical historical. And so I'm curious to hear how you think it um, has shaped the city's identity. Well, there's a long history of even during segregation of different folks of different stripes playing music together. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hill Country tradition, the Stacks tradition, you know, Booker T and the MGs. MGs means mixed group. Um, and so I think the coming together of everyone to celebrate Memphis's art forms, whether or the American art forms, whether that's jazz, blues, or rock and roll, mm-hmm. I think people coming together in, in that environment is really what has shaped, I think, the whole personality of the city as far as being music being so central to everything, really. Well, great. Thank you for that. And, and what surprises you most about Memphis? I really 
enjoy and i thought being a music person that i wouldn't it wouldn't be as impactful but the memphis mojo tour is what it's called um, a company called backbeat tours Mm -hmm. they take you on this really cool underground very but comprehensive memphis music odyssey basically with all these off the beaten path sites and and the Overton park show is one of those but so many other cool ones i'm not going to tell you which ones because i don't want to spoil it for you but um <laughs> but i highly recommend it and i always recommend it to people again when i'm just talking to tourists and whatnot it's really it's a fantastic thing so that was a great surprise for me mm-hmm. when i got back to memphis you know i was in, in colorado for 20 years and so that was a great surprise uh, f- for me yeah and then coming back and also it was a good surprise seeing that places like the rendezvous were still here you know the memphis famous dry rub barbecue mm. uh, which is uh, different uh from our normal you know wet sweet sort of sauce Right. And as you know, I'm from Kansas City, so we, we love our barbecue and I, I I am particularly fond of a dry rub. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and, and also I was really surprised to find out when I got back to Memphis that the Folk Alliance was here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but now it's in Kansas City. Then, but I, I I go to the, the conference every year, no matter where whether it's in Kansas City or in Canada sometimes. But uh, yeah, so that was another great surprise too when I moved back here. Thanks for the quick look at Memphis. Now let's dive into your work at Overton Park Shell, your job as an archives manager and the music scene in Memphis as a whole. So what brought you to Overton Park Shell? Well, when I got back from Colorado, uh, I had been running a little TV station and the gentleman who basically saved the shell with a group of folks called Save Our Shell during mm-hmm. the during the, the 80s and 90s. And um, David Leonard is his name. And he, he was filming a concert there. And I said, hey, I just happen to know how to use that model of camera. Would you like help? And so we I helped him. And then we got another camera and then another camera. And then we got the big screens. And now we mentor college students and learning how to shoot multi-camera concerts up for the big screens. Very interesting. And, uh, and so, but then I, with my first career in interpretive planning for history museums, decided to start a museum in the, in the backstage areas. There's, the history is so deep yeah. that it just kind of fell into our lap. Some artifacts that just happened to come to us and so we started that process and basically with the 85th anniversary uh, of the show kind of spurned the idea and then here we are uh, several years later through the pandemic and we've just opened the museum there and so we're starting to give tours every day so that would be this- not not during a concert performance so is that correct I mean correct so- not not on show days I mean mm-hmm. it, you know to put on these shows is, is pretty intense mm-hmm. um so we, we can't field tours on that day, but any other day, you know, does, there's... Does there's, someone schedule it ahead of time or can they just show up? No, they we need a little bit of advance notice. And so we're having people sign up online, mm-hmm. uh, through, you know, www.overdenparkshow.com uh, slash tours. Okay. 
And can you tell me just a few little pieces of what you might have in the museum that are of interest? Well, yeah, there's <laughs> so much great history. I mean, of course, it was Elvis's first professional concert. And so there are a lot of, and there's so many other Elvis touch points that have come up that are just crazy. For instance, the guy who designed the shell uh, during the WPA era, the architect also designed Graceland. So uh, you, all these crazy connections like that, um, and we keep finding them out, and it's fascinating. But it's also there, you know, it's very important for civil rights history in Memphis. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, the Also, the, and you'll have to come to the tour to get those details. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but also on the late 60s, they held the first and only country blues festivals, which celebrated the older guys that recorded on Beale Street in the 20s and 30s. And so that blues festival-wise during the folk revival, those were the, the first and only ones dedicated to the purity of the country blues. So those were important. And, and then in the early 70s, all the great classic rock bands, not all of them, but um, bands like the Allman Brothers and Black Sabbath and Deep Purple played the show. And so there's that whole 70s history. And then mm -hmm. when they... There's a recurring theme of the thing uh, basically being condemned and becoming a parking lot. And so a huge theme is all the people in Midtown banding together to save cultural resources, mm. um, cool stuff like the show. And so there's so much great sort of passion related themes as far as people just preserving, a, you know, the, the, the cooler things in life, basically. And the show is one of those in Midtown Memphis. Yes, excellent. And so you had mentioned that the venue is it's a historic pr preservation success story. Is that is that what that reference was to? It is. They as early as the '60s, they wanted to start tearing the thing down, and so there have been several different eras that were important in the preservation of it. And the last one, the Levitt Shell era, um, the Levitts came in and. The early 2000s, after the thing had been condemned, uh, hopefully for the last time, and they, mm -hmm. uh, the Levitt Foundation came in and ceded uh, the money to rebuild the thing, basically, and start a nonprofit. And from 08 to 2022, 21, we did all these, you know, 550 shows, reached over a million people. It was just a huge success story as far as uh, the Levitt's really saving the day for us. Yeah. Uh, but now we've gone back to our original name, the Overton Park Shell. And so we're into the sort of the new phase of history and doing all sorts of really cool stuff. One of those is going to be launched next week. It's called the Mobile Shell. Hmm. And essentially it's an 18-wheeler that can pull into an underserved or, or any neighborhood and basically open up like a clamshell and we can take our mission elsewhere besides just Midtown. And what so would that, be the offering in the mobile? Well, it's going to do everything. The, the floor uh, is, is going to be friendly to dance troops, for one. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But, um, but it, it, was, it was inspired, our, our, our new director, Natalie Wilson, she, during the pandemic, there was a flatbed truck that Opera Memphis was taking through neighborhoods in Memphis to play for people on their porches during the pandemic. And she, the combination of that, and then she had a granddaughter, granddaughter 
grandmother team that wanted to volunteer for a show one night, but their neighborhood, the, um, the bus line wouldn't come from there. And so it got her thinking, you know, well, let's take our mission into those neighborhoods that might not necessarily have even heard of the show before. Mm-hmm. And so, so here we are, it's, uh, we could have had it done out of town, uh, already completed, but we again chose to keep it locally. Everything's been done here in Memphis. And so it is launching, um, a week from today, actually. So super exciting. The mobile mm-hmm. show. It sounds like it. I hope I can come back and see that. Yes. And- and so do you have any interesting stories or anecdotes about famous musicians or concerts that have taken place at the shell? <laughs> oh, many, <laughs> Something many, memorable. many, 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 <laughs> Yes. Oh gosh. What's a good one. Well, I think a funny one is in the new ZZ top documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, ZZ top played one of their uh, first several shows outside of Texas at the Overton park shell. And they, uh, they talk about it. Uh, Billy Gibbons and and uh, Dusty Hill, who's just passed recently, they talk about the show in the News Easy Top documentary. But they get the they they think that they are playing poker in the basement with <laughs> Muddy Waters and and BB King. That sounds great, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. <laughs> but uh but i think they were confused with another festival but but anyway it's fun to fantasize that happening but but yes um there's a show there's a crazy one and happened in 1971 black sabbath played the show and a guy thought i guess that they were had something to do with satanic something or other and he cut himself and started writing weird satanic stuff in blood everywhere and so Ozzy Osbourne, they and the guitar player Tommy Yomi both got completely freaked out and left. So they only played for oh 20 gosh. minutes. So we're lucky to have a picture of that first 20 minutes. The guy, Fred Sharon, just happened to be there taking pictures. And so anyway, they're just crazy stories like wow. that, you know, and a lot of firsts and mm-hmm. some lasts, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, if, if you if you come to the tour, you'll see that there's so much there that that really relates. And again, a lot of it is early rock and roll stuff mm-hmm. uh, with, El- with Elvis. And, you know, it was Johnny Cash's first big show as well. There's there's all kinds of great, cool anecdotes. I could talk for hours about it, Joe, but I know you don't have that time. (laughs) That's so interesting, though. You know, Memphis has got such a rich musical history with the likes of Elvis Presley and many other legendary musicians emerging from the city. I'm I'm curious, how would you describe the current music scene? You know, how have they affected it? And where do you think it's moving forward in Memphis from now? So toward the late um, part of the the classic rock era, there's a gentleman in Memphis named Bob Kelly, and he had Mid-South concerts, and he had put a couple of other major concerts to be at the Shell before they shut it down for that time. He had booked the Kinks and Jethro Tull and um, Beach Boys and cool stuff. But he ended up being the one of the world's top promoters, and so he put Memphis on the concert map all during the 70s and, and 80s and until his death in the 90s. Since, Memphis has not been a primary market, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, we've had this amazing music on a bunch of different levels, 
mostly the local and regional level. So it's been, I'm not saying the music's gone away by any stretch. I mean, it's still been amazing live music and I've mm -hmm. had the honor of shooting some of it myself. But now it's there's really sort of been a resurgence and I think the shell is playing a part of that as well. But you have uh, this great new thing in what's called the Crosstown Concourse. Mm -hmm. and Crosstown Arts, and they've redone the old Sears, the huge Sears warehouse building in Midtown. And and it's just really a hub for all kinds of great art and the Memphis Listening Lab and great new radio station, WYXR, and all this great, cool art and film and anything, uh, visual arts. I mean, it, it's just the whole gamut. And uh, so we have things like that that are really in, the, in, the, in all the clubs that were success stories and surviving the pandemic you know on the local level mm -hmm. so there's this great great sort of upswing right now and this great energy with the scene uh of all in all different genres you know you know the um the unapologetic people they're they have this whole sort of consortium of black artists that are really sort of anchoring the, a whole new sort of hip-hop and beat scene uh, that's going on. And, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we still have this crazy, uh, craziest, one of the coolest things ever is, you know, Goner, the Goner Fest, which is basically indie and punk bands that mm. come from all over the world mm -hmm. and for this great label here in Midtown called Goner Records. So that's world famous. And, and uh, so... You know, as those things keep building and getting better and better in the film festival, the Memphis Indie Film Festival, I think all those combine really sort of to put Memphis on. I mean, it's always had a great reputation as sort of this mystical, magical place. Here we are. You know, we can see it firsthand. Oh, excellent. Uh, excellent. With all these new, new, new festivals and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Okay, my final question, um, apart from the Overton Park Shell, because I know it is an iconic music venue, but are there any other ones that you would recommend somebody make sure that they don't miss when they visit Memphis, or that you feel that are really playing a significant role in shaping the local music scene? Yes, the Crosstown Arts, uh, again, that, that whole scene with the Green Room and the Crosstown Theater, mm -hmm. uh, and, and the Concourse, everything they have going on there is just fantastic again the Memphis music uh the Memphis listening lab over there is is amazing i personally also suggest to everyone the club downtown called ernestine hazels it's it's an old uh brothel that's uh, supposedly haunted oh, really? they've been playing great music very very consistently and what what i like to do is go there and then during the set break go next door to the the brand new uh, Central Station, our old train station, they fixed up. And there's oh. this beautiful room upstairs on an extremely nice custom sound system. They spend just Memphis vinyl mm -hmm. and, uh, in this beautiful environment. And mm -hmm. so uh, anyway. Oh, that's um, a great it, suggestion. It, oh, my gosh. It's, it's super cool. It's super cool. It's called Eight and Sands is the name of the bar. Okay. Okay. Well, Cole, thank you for this fascinating look at Memphis and the music scene and the Overton Park shell. And I just appreciate you, you being here and sharing your, your expertise with us. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Jill. I look forward to meeting you live in stereo someday and, and having you for the tour at the shell. Yes, me too. Thank you so much. 
In our next episode of Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, we take you to the heart of the Lone Star State Mineral Wells, the wellness capital of Texas. Join us as we dive into the history, culture, and secrets behind this enchanting city's wellness legacy. We will discover the legend of crazy water and its mystical healing properties that have drawn visitors from far and wide for generations. Hear tales of famous figures like President Roosevelt, who sought rejuvenation in Mineral Wells' therapeutic embrace. We'll sit down with local expert Rose Jordan to unveil the city's unique wellness experiences, spa havens, and the incredible transformation stories of travelers who found healing and rejuvenation in Mineral Wells' embrace. Whether you're a wellness aficionado or an adventurous traveler seeking a rejuvenating escape, this episode is your ultimate guide to unlocking the hidden treasures of Mineral Wells, where wellness is more than just a buzzword, it's a way of life. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Global Journeys with Jill Dutton. Until next time, may your travels be filled with endless curiosity, open-hearted encounters, and transformative adventures. Safe travels, fellow explorers, and keep wandering. Keep wandering.